Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences, as well as current and long-term goals, and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account, at jparkerfitlife, for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, this is Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Today I have Max Nottinson, is that how you say your name? It is Nottinson. Right, yeah. I always just see Max Knott on uh, Instagram. So um, he's um, a big figure on Instagram. That's where I initially found Max. And so I'll let him and give a little bit of an introduction on his end. Sure, yeah. So uh, I, I've been lifting since uh, my senior year of high school, and I'm a senior in college now. So uh, it's going to be like four and a half years in a, a couple months. Yeah, been uh, really passionate about it for a while, and the summer after my sophomore year of college, I started my Instagram page, kind of just like I'd seen some friends start mm. fitness pages, and uh, you know, it was like kind of a trend type thing, so I was like, oh, I, I kind of want to do that too, um, just to, like show my progress and kind of be, I don't know, like uh, treat myself a little bit, I guess, and show off a little, and uh, I started posting consistently, uh, posted like every single day, and really just like would you know talk about my training my nutrition uh different stuff i was doing and kind of figured out like what worked best for uh gaining followers and, and what kind of content people actually liked and what people didn't like as much uh and i figured out like which posts would go more viral than other posts and get more traction and over time I, I sort of got the hang of it and became better at you know creating quality content but also at getting people's attention and really creating an engaged quality following and uh I didn't really start the page with the intention of growing it uh, to the extent that I have, but I mean, I'm really grateful that I've been able to because it's kind of spurred like a whole career path now. So I'm like, uh, as I'm finishing up college, I'm now starting my own uh, online fitness coaching business and uh, taking on clients, which I started doing about a month and a half ago. And I'm, I'm taking on kind of like my first round of clients right now and uh, things are going well with that. And I'm hoping to, graduate uh being able to do that full time awesome so i know you're up in the massachusetts area is it umass is that the college you go to it is yep okay cool so i believe that you have said before your degree is like a combination of kinesthesiology and business or something like that exercise science and business yeah so uh, i'm in a program that kind of allows me to create my own major basically um and so like the title i gave it is fitness-based entrepreneurship so I've taken like kinesiology classes, nutrition classes, um, and then a lot of business management uh, and like digital marketing classes, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. And, uh, yeah. How, when, when, like you said you started your Instagram page, like going in your sophomore year, when did you decide on this major and start kind of forging this career path for yourself? And when did you realize that this was your vision? Yeah. So the, I guess the timeline's kind of fuzzy looking back on it, but I didn't, I think I started, uh, I think I switched, like I started college as a political science major and uh, I, in my fraternity, uh, one of the older brothers, like back when I met him, he like told me what his major was and he was actually doing the exact same thing uh, or like very similar in the same program. And uh, I didn't even really realize that was a thing, but I'm like, I'm way more passionate about that than I am about politics and definitely got pretty sick of politics after a little while. Yeah. So, uh, I decided to like switch over to that and then I didn't really start my page like direct with like direct relation to what I was studying. 
-hmm. but um i i kind of just started on the side and it ended up working out that like i would be able to because i knew i wanted to like start my own business at at some point in my life and Mm -hmm. i know i wanted to pursue something with fitness long term because i'm like passionate about it and it just kind of worked out that i was able to uh combine the two yeah so what are some of the biggest lessons you learned it seems like fitness just became a bigger and bigger part of your life uh in addition to kind of your entrepreneurial um um, i guess pursuits so what are some big lessons you've learned um in about those in combination or maybe um, by themselves as well about entrepreneurship and fitness Hmm. i mean uh i guess the the first thing i would say is like they're very similar in a lot of ways in that, you know, they take a lot of patience and, and discipline. Um, so they, they kind of do go hand in hand and I learn a lot from one that I can apply to the other and vice versa. Um, a lot of it is just, I'd say like the biggest thing that I've acquired from pursuing both of them is the pure work ethic of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like fitness to really make quality progress, especially as you like, progress down the line and it becomes harder to make significant changes. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you have to be very deliberate about the work you put in and, and very on top of things to actually see like the kind of progress you want to. And it's the same way with entrepreneurship and that like nobody's on top of me making sure that I'm getting this work done, but mm-hmm. uh, I need to be the one to like wake up in the morning and, and sit down and like do the work that I need to do and make sure, uh, you know, I'm my own boss and actually get it done. So uh, that's probably the biggest um, similarity I've found between the two, just being able to actually put in the work to make stuff happen for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could totally see that. It's like, it seems like both areas are very saturated with people that want to try to sell you short-term solutions when the only real key to long-term success is just having that consistency, going to the gym day after day, doing the things you need to do for your business day after day. It is very similar in that aspect. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. You're, there's definitely a lot of BS on, mm-hmm. on both accounts. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So uh, one of the first questions I wanted to ask is, I think you especially um, seem like you're able to really balance the college lifestyle with living a fit lifestyle. That's something I wasn't really able to grasp until like the very end of college, I would say, um, kind of realizing how to balance um, getting your training sessions in and also being social uh, and also kind of that other layer of, you know, having parties where eating and drinking is involved and how to balance that in with fitness. So talk a little bit about how you're able to balance your social life and fitness and just an overall college lifestyle. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, um, since I like started working out senior year of high school, I, I came into college with like a pretty solid uh, background with fitness and nutrition. And like, I, I already had kind of the ethic there to be consistent with working out. It was more just about uh, what is my schedule going to be? How am I going to work out around it and just making that work? So I think for a lot of people that struggle with uh, having that discipline in the first place, that should kind of be the first thing to one way or another, making sure they're like actually getting there every day or, mm-hmm. or at least like, the amount of days that they plan to. And um, but yeah, kind of once I got into the swing of things, little things like uh, learning, like planning ahead, I think is, is a big uh, key uh, thing to, that I've sort of adapted because uh, you know, I'll go into a, a weekend day, for example, and I'll work out in the morning and, if I'm like tracking my calories and I have a goal that I'm aiming for, but I know that I'll probably end up drinking that night, then I'll have to like save a certain amount of calories for that. Um, and then like also in terms of drinking, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that like drinking is probably the biggest uh, drawback mm-hmm. in terms of the college lifestyle, but 
Uh, people don't realize like you definitely can like lose fat, build muscle with drinking. It's just a matter of really just not completely binge drinking like all the time and trying to find a balance. So like over the course of my college career, I probably like on average, I would drink like two, maybe three nights a week. Yeah. Usually it's not too heavy, but it's like a normal amount. And like, even with doing that, when I'm disciplined the rest of the time, uh, it's definitely very doable to make progress or at least it has been for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, I mean, the diet part, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough to go to a school that has like the number one dining in the country. So it's, uh, this is like my first year or my first semester, actually not having a meal plan. Uh, like up until now, I would always eat at the dining halls. They've got like any food you can imagine. And so it's, it's easy to eat healthy, but it's also easy to eat unhealthy because they've got such good like desserts and whatnot. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, just kind of having, having access to that definitely helped a lot. And They've got some nutritional info available, so I could like track what I was eating uh, pretty well, and or at least estimate. And then, uh, yeah, like I, it's tough because not everybody goes to a school that has dining like that. Some people yeah. like their schools have pretty crappy. Uh, it's like all the yeah, so I think, and I would do this to a degree too, but I think for them, uh, a good thing to do is like have snack foods and uh, just like yeah, snacks and like macro friendly foods available in the their dorm or in their room uh to eat like between meals and just you know to a degree be able to hit their macros but a lot of it has really just been like little things like that really getting better at time management and uh prioritizing like i don't need to be drinking like every night of the week and mm -hmm. it's, it's probably like long term it's not really good for me anyways but that being said like i still can do those things and uh make progress yeah i hope, hope that kind of answered the question yeah, for sure it, should, it just makes me think it's like, I, I'm impressed because for me, like something that helped me back for the longest time was prioritizing the micro stuff. Like I was always a freak about, I'd read online about um, like the starvation mode and stuff like that and needing protein every three to four hours. And like, I would get hooked on this little stuff and then I would go and like, I'd, you know, I'd get drunk on a Friday and Saturday and not considering that, hey, this is something that's really affecting you a lot and this is something that's not. And I'm just wondering how you kind of deal with like, like you said, there's so much BS out there. Did you have to fight against a lot of that at the beginning or you just feel like you're pretty good at um, sifting through that or, you know, was it something cognitive or you just kind of realized what worked for you? I think I've, when I started out, I knew like very little, like I knew as much about fitness and nutrition as most people do, which is uh, surprisingly like very little mm. and uh, just over time, I kind of gained knowledge. Like I remember I used to drive, I used to like work out at Planet Fitness. That was like the first gym I ever joined. And I would be like driving home on the way back and pass a Dunkin' Donuts. And I'd be like, oh, like I want a donut, but it'll undo my workout if I have. And it's like, that's, that doesn't make any sense. But it, to somebody who doesn't know any better, it like just kind of works. But um, yeah, so like I, I look back and think of like little weird things I thought like that and like, to me, they seem kind of ridiculous now, but somebody yeah. who doesn't know any better, it's like, that can very well be the truth. Yeah. Um, like, what else? I remember like freshman year, um, I would like be quote unquote cutting and uh, I, would, I would do the classic, like eat really clean for a couple of days and then like binge and be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll make up for the next couple of days. And it was just like an endless cycle and it sucks, but because like I didn't know, I didn't really realize that I could be like balancing it and... Uh, 
Yeah, just, you know, the, the process of like flexible dieting and tracking and being able to fit uh, sort of like more dessert, uh, enjoyable foods into a mostly clean diet is, has helped me immensely. And uh, yeah, I guess to answer your question, I, like I'm saying, like I didn't know too much at the beginning and just over time I've fortunately been able to learn a lot and, and do research on my own and uh, get to a point where I now kind of know enough to work on my own and, and now help others, which is pretty cool. But, uh, uh, I think Instagram also was a, a big contributor. Like it gets a lot of crap and like rightfully so because social media, it definitely isn't the best thing for a lot of people, but, uh, there's like, there's some really great accounts. So a lot of what I, I'd say like probably most of what I've learned about fitness and nutrition I have from the people I followed on Instagram, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. That's definitely where I learned a ton of information. Like, like I was mentioning before we were uh, before we were recording, I read some of Michael Matthews stuff, and that's where I got a good basis of like he also struggled with a bunch of misinformation, so he kind of tries to put you know just um, clean and um, digestible information out there, and so that's a big part of my mission too. Is just I want to I want to put out more content about like the things I used to believe. It's like looking back now, it's like I can't even believe that. I believe some of the stuff for so long, like optimization of carbs was like very big. Like I was like, Oh, carbs are making us fat. Like when you actually look at the science of it, that's not, not, yes, they can be overconsumed more than proteins or fats sometimes in the source of sugar and stuff like that. But it's not that they're automatically making you fat. It's just hard to remember sometimes. I know that this is something I talked to Mitch Harbour about before, but it's like people like us, you probably feel it sometimes when you're posting Instagram, sometimes you might feel like you're getting too repetitive or too basic. And I feel that way too, but then I just think like, man, if I, if only I saw this stuff a few years ago, it would have been a total game. Right. And it's also tough because you don't like Instagram doesn't show your content to Mm -hmm. all of your following. So you could post the same thing 20 times and it might take that 20th time for somebody that needs to see it to actually see it. Mm -hmm. And you could also phrase it a million different ways because like a a lot of the ways you could word it, it would just go right over somebody's head. That's true too. Yeah. It, it's a big, a big part of it is just like what sticks with a different individual. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, could, you could say it three or four different ways with three or four different people and it might resonate in a different way. Definitely. So uh, switching paths here, I know you sort of mentioned um, a little bit ago, some of the negative effects of Instagram. And I know that you're big on talking about self-esteem and positive self-talk and self-doubt and stuff like that. Um, what's one of the ways that I guess just, kind of go ahead and hit on a couple of the different points on that on Instagram, how you deal with it and how you think other people can deal with it too. Yeah, sure. So uh, I think it's like pretty common knowledge at this point that, you know, Instagram is a big uh, mecca of like comparison and Mm -hmm. it's whether you mean to or not, when you go on, you, you're just instantly comparing yourself to the people you see. And yeah, I like, I don't even wouldn't, consciously think that I do that but like every time I go on Instagram I'm doing it whether I realize it or not Mm -hmm. um I think a big part in like being and learning to manage that is just being conscious of it and you know obviously it matters who you follow because that's the information that is like falling in front of you whether you like it or not so like just making sure that you're not following any accounts that uh make you feel crappy or that you like are comparing yourself to and is like doing you more harm than good. Like that's a pretty important factor, but um, there are also plenty of amazing accounts with, with really positive content creators that 
you know, really work to counteract that. So um, following people like that can be super beneficial. But uh, I think at the end of the day, it it all just comes down to the like self and like turning it inwards and saying like, you know, if I'm doing something that I feel is hurting me, like what can I actually do about it? And uh, if you find that you're going on Instagram and like every time you go on, it's hurting you, then maybe it's time to take a break. Um, but yeah, I guess it's hard to phrase cause you can't exactly tell somebody like, like don't compare yourself or yeah, don't exactly. have them actually do it. But, um, I just think the best thing you can do is like acknowledge that as much good as social media can do, it's also doing a lot of harm. And, you know, I'm at a point in my life where like, I almost feel impressed with myself if I haven't looked at my phone for like 20 or 30 minutes, which is it's like an accomplishment. Yeah. It's, and it's bizarre. Cause like you, you wouldn't think you're that addicted to the technology, but it, we just mm-hmm. are so used to checking it all the time. And it's like just con constantly like becoming a part of our uh, consciousness and it's, it's in our uh, point of view. So yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to work around it, but you just have to make sure you're, staying aware and that you're like looking at yourself and understanding what's best for you and doing things that are actually benefiting you rather than uh, maybe doing the opposite. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, it's the more you can learn about yourself and what works for you and what doesn't, the better off you'll be. Mm -hmm. I think the other tough thing is that, um, you know, just trying to realize that everyone's always trying to put out their best self on social media and they're only putting their highlights that's why I like accounts like yours, like you'll very frequently talk about your troubles and your struggles and your feelings. And it's nice to kind of have that and see someone on Instagram that's, you know, talking about the negatives in life because we all have them. But for the majority of people on Instagram, they just want to put their shining moments and pretend like they're happy all the time. You know what I mean? Right. And it's tough because like I, I try to be very transparent on Instagram, but even I get self-conscious and like I, I edit my photos. I want them to look good. And mm-hmm. I try to be transparent about that too. Like I've met it a lot. I've like said a lot in the past that I do edit my photos for like the aesthetic of it. But, um, you know, uh, people might not always see me say that. And it's true. Like to, to a degree, we're always, we have control over what people see of us on Instagram and mm-hmm. looking at our page. They aren't thinking that way. They're just like, Oh, this is that person. So it's, uh, it's, it all comes back to that awareness of like, yeah, it's, like, I don't think it's inherently bad to edit pictures and, and put it on as long as you're being honest. And as long as the people looking at it can recognize, like, yeah, it's not exact. That's not like, uh, you know, a perfect image of who you are. It's, mm-hmm. it's altered. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, another thing here you, you kind of mentioned a little bit ago is just mm-hmm. recognizing what works for you and what's going to make you the best possible version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So talk a little about that in a in the context of I know you're very big on sort of productivity hacks I guess you could say hacks and stuff like yeah. that too yeah. and so what are some of the ways you hold yourself accountable being um, a big part of your life being entrepreneurship and then also just the curiosity of what works for different productivity measures yeah so um, I actually wrote in like a caption that I wrote yesterday uh, I talked a little bit about how a lot of habits like like uh, I'll take like cold showers, for example. Mm -hmm. So like I've had several different friends that have recently like tried it and gotten into taking them in the morning and they love them and we're like, we're like continuously preaching how beneficial they were and how much they loved them. And I never like saw myself as somebody who 
takes cold showers, I guess. Not that there is a type of person, but I just never really envision it being a part of my life. But uh, I guess I, I sort of ventured a bit beyond the realm of like, what the quote unquote, like what works for me, what doesn't. And I was just like, screw it. Like I, I kind of want to see. And like, funny enough, like I, I love doing it. It's, it's pretty brutal when yeah, you do definitely it. Definitely tried before. Yeah. It's, I've, I found it's a pr- just like a cool way to start your day. It's like mm-hmm. you're immediately throw yourself into an uncomfortable situation. And then right. everything from that on is like, well, I did that. So I can, let's see what else I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just an example, like different, uh, yes, different things work for different people, but also you never know if something's going to work for you or not until you actually give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, as, as far as like what has helped me to be more productive, uh, on a daily basis, which like, I, I honestly used to procrastinate so bad. I'm like not naturally a very like work ethical person, but, mm-hmm. um, things like, like every morning now I'll, I'll sit down and I'll actually plan out my day. Um, and yeah, I'll like, I'll write down all the tasks I want to get done, try to be realistic about it, but also try to be kind of ambitious and just as I go check them off. That's been huge for me. Like I, I do that like religiously now just cause something about actually being able to check something off and physically like show to myself that I did it. It just makes a world of difference in terms of like wanting to get stuff done. And, uh, when there's like all these tasks in front of you that you physically can cross off, then it, uh, it, it helps in terms of, you know, actually getting it done. Mm-hmm. To me, it uh, seems like there's kind of a, a positive and a negative to people like who's, who are doing things like you and I are doing on Instagram, where it kind of takes a lot of creativity to think of the different ways to, information out there like I see myself as a very creative person and I'm always thinking about different ideas in that same respect it's really hard like you say to really get down and grind at certain times and you know you need to do that because my brain just always goes in directions I'm sure you kind of resonate with that too yeah definitely it's it's productivity isn't like in this inherent skill that you're they're able to apply all the time like I feel like I'm a productive person but I have plenty of days where I try to sit down and do something and I just can't concentrate or don't feel like it. And that's normal. Like it's nothing to, you know, be hard on yourself about. It's just, you can try and work through it, but there you have to have some level of acceptance that like not every day is going to be the most productive one ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I think that kind of like you hit on routine is probably the most important part. It's just right. like being able to exercise that um, productivity muscle day after day and being able to focus and, I think it's really important and it's kind of undervalued that you put certain things in your day to help rejuvenate you like exercise, like, you know, reading and writing, things like that, where technically it does take away some time that you could be working, but it pays so much dividends in the fact that you're able to think more clearly later on. That's so true. Like, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm not a huge reader, but like, like you said, like reading has, when I am able to take the time and sit down and read, like I never regret it. I'm not like, Oh, I should have been doing this. It's like, it almost like puts my brain in a better place to do the other stuff yeah. later. Yeah. Kind of like lubricant for your brain almost. Right. Gets it working. All right. So winding down to the end here, a uh, couple final questions. Well, um, second to last is if you could have dinner with one person or even two, you can't decide between a couple, who would you sit down and have dinner with uh, past or present? Oh, wow. I feel like this is something I should like have in the pocket ready to go. But uh, that's Sometimes it's just a product of the moment too. You know, you just read a book about somebody or watched a documentary or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a huge fan of like hip hop and like hip hop culture. So uh, if I had to pick somebody, I'd right now I'd probably say um, I'm a big uh, 21 Savage fan. So I, I'd probably say him. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> sure. um, yeah, there's probably better answers, but I'm a fan of his. So I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> then um, last question here, get a little more philosophical. Um, so let's say years and years down the road, you're old and gray. You're kind of looking back, reflecting on your life. What do you want your story to be in the sense that what story do you want to tell people and what story do you hope that others tell about you? Wow. Sort of um, yeah, it's, it's a big question. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I, when I look forward like 10 years in the future, I don't see myself doing a specific job or like, uh, like I obviously want to be doing something with fitness most likely and, and doing something that makes me happy and ideally working for myself still. But, um, more than anything else, as cheesy as it sounds, I just like the idea of being able to say like, I helped people and I actually like made an impact on people's lives. And that's why I'm coaching so much so far, just because I like am building actual relationships with people and like helping them like make these changes in their lives that have made such a big difference in my own. And so, you know, whether I were to say coaching people for another 20, 30 years, or whether I stop and do something else, I, I think the biggest thing is that like I was able to make an impact and, and people can say like, that's the guy that helped me. That's the guy that changed my life. I, mm -hmm. I think that'd be pretty cool. Just like the most basic of human instincts, just wanting to look out for your fellow man, you know, when it gets down to it. Very like, true. It looks different in different ages, but I think that we all strive for that in some form. I think you're definitely right. All right. Well, thanks, Max, for coming on today. Do you want to mention again the different um, things you have going? Maybe your Everyman's Gym Plan, your coaching, Instagram, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, For those who uh, don't know me, my name is Max once again. Uh, my Instagram handle is MaxNotFit, not with two Ts. Um, my original beginner gym training program uh, that I created this past summer is the Everyman's Gym Plan. I sell that through my website. Uh, you can find that through my page. Um, and yeah, I would definitely recommend it for anybody looking to get started in the gym and uh, have like a concrete way to start lifting weights and, and get started with fitness and nutrition. Um, what else? My YouTube, I'm, I'm currently trying to build up my YouTube page. Also just max, not fit, not with two T's. Uh, yeah, I try to put out like a video every week as of right now. And I think that's about it. Maxnotfit.com is where you can find links to all of it. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on your uh, podcast, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And we'll uh, hope to have you on again. Absolutely, man.